When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. In today's show, Bitcoin price bounces at 25,800 lows amid warning over low whale interest, but we already recovered back to 27,000, which is a good indicator. And quoting Max Kaiser back from September of 2007, we're going to see an absolute banking catastrophe. And that's my best case scenario. That was right before the collapse of the banking system in 2008. So much respect. Also in today's show, Binance calls it quits over in Canada and blames the new rules. I'll be breaking down this later. Latest departure, and also in today's show, Terra founder Do Kwan placed under house arrest after posting a four hundred thirty-five thousand dollars bail. We'll also be discussing more than seven hundred United States banks are facing significant safety and soundness risks due to the massive unrealized losses, and that's according to the Federal Reserve. Also in today's show, Bitcoin is more likely to surge higher than to plummet, according to veteran crypto trader Tone Vase. I'll be breaking this down for you, as well as William Clemente, the 21-year-old Bitcoin prodigy, tips that Bitcoin will hit six figures towards the end of 2024. Quoting him here from a throwback tweet, he says, if you thought Bitcoin could go to 10000 from the current prices with a 2025 target of 180000 you're looking at a 1 to 9 risk-reward ratio with 50% potential downside, but 900% upside. I'll be breaking this down for you. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market, all this, plus so much more in today's show. <music> Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Welcome, everyone. Happy Saturday and early Mother's Day, which is tomorrow. I'm your host, JV. Today is May 13th, 2020. Three, and this is pod episode number 1280. We have lots to discuss, so let's check out today's market watch. You can see the entire market pumping back in the green with Bitcoin up 2.2% for the day, hovering just under 27,000. Ether up 2%, trading back above 1,800. And BNB up about 2%, trading at 311 bucks. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, current crypto market cap at 1.1 trillion with 30 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. Bitcoin dominance at 46. percent 
19.3%, and the Ether dominance, same as yesterday, 19.7%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours, Pepe leading the charge, up 65% for the day, and we also have Rocket Pool up 7.5%, and Render Token up 7%, trading at $1.83. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week, you also have Pepe here up 67%, and Hex being the biggest loser, down approximately 39%. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're currently rated a 48 neutral. Yesterday was a 49, last week a 60 in greed, and last month a 61 in greed. So there you have it. How many of you took advantage of this recent dip to 25,008? Let me know in the comments below. And now let's dive into today's Bitcoin technical analysis and check out these charts. Bitcoin sought to pass 27,000 today after a scam wick produced new two-month lows. Data from Cointelegraph Markets Point Trading View. Followed Bitcoin as it recovered from a flash dip to 25.8 over on Bitstamp. Bitcoin saw weakness after the start of the week's final Wall Street trading session, briefly cutting through the key 100-day and 200-day moving averages before rebounding, as you can see here in the Bitcoin one-hour candle chart. And as the weekend began, market participants were split over the likely course of the events to come. Nice daily close, says Dan Crypto Trades, has to hold 26.5 going forward. That's the line in the sand for me. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analysts. And then we have Mikhail Vende Pop, who says Bitcoin is showing weakness and altcoins are slightly bouncing in their Bitcoin pairs as they have been retracing significantly. Overall, I'm looking at the case that we need to reclaim 26.5 to 26.8 before hitting longs mentioned yesterday. Otherwise, $25,000. Let me know if you agree or disagree. And for fellow trader, Crypto Tony, the potential long flip level was higher at 27.3 despite the nice bounce overnight. As he shares here, we are also in the weekend now, so liquidity itself will be far less, he added, alongside this chart. And turning to the state of the Binance order book, meanwhile, monitoring resource material indicators remain far from optimistic. A lack of bid liquidity formed a major point of concern with the largest cohorts of whales abstaining from the market. Quitting him here, if there is a bullish case to be made, it's the price overshooting technical RNS, which has been the norm in crypto, and that price is currently back above the 200-week moving average. Perhaps the most neutral thing I can say is that consolidation is in the range, which would be healthy because it would give the market the chance to decide whether it wants to continue distribution or flip to accumulation, and that would add validity and strength to whatever the next move is. And he also says, regarding the bearish case, if we continue to see a lack of bid liquidity and a lack of buying from the purple and brown whale classes, as outlined here in this chart, it will lead to more downside. Any sustained breach back below the 200-week moving average invalidates any bullish dream of a breakout. So there you have it. And, uh, yeah, and also more, I mean, crypto crackdown is for real due to the lack of regulatory uncertainty. Now you have a big announcement that Binance is exiting Canada. That's where CZ is from, by the way. I think it's the, you know, the regulators which are driving, uh, adoption outside of the major places such as the United States and Canada. And this is a prime example of that. So this is our next breaking story of the day. Binance will withdraw from the Canadian market. The crypto exchange announced on Twitter May 12th yesterday. It's called, uh, it called this withdrawal proactive as a new guidance issued by Canadian regulators continue to take toll in the country's crypto industry. Binance joining some of its smaller competitors in the Canadian exodus brought on by the introduction of rules by the Canadian Security 
Securities Administration on February 22nd that required them to file new pre-registration undertakings and to adhere to added restrictions. And although Binance had reportedly filed a new pre-registration undertaking, it explained the following. Unfortunately, new guidance related to stablecoins and investor limits provided to crypto exchanges makes the Canada market no longer tenable for Binance. At this time, now the new CSA rule prohibits firms from permitting Canadian clients to enter into the crypto contracts to buy and sell any crypto asset that is itself a security and or a derivative and defines stablecoins as a security. So as they wrote here also, Binance tweet, unfortunately today we're announcing that Binance will be joining other prominent crypto businesses and proactively withdrawn from the Canadian marketplace. We would like to thank those regulators who work with us collaboratively to address the needs of Canadian users and OKX also pulled out of the Canadian market uh, back in March. It was followed in April by decentralized exchange and blockchain fintech Paxos. So another one bites the dust. Binance sent its Canadian users an email, which uh, was shared. And also from October 1st of 2023, Canadian customers will be put into liquidation only mode. They warned along with the following. While we do not agree with the new guidance, we hope to continue to engage with Canadian regulators aimed at a thoughtful, comprehensive regulatory framework. So take this as a warning. If you're in Canada and you have any crypto, on the Binance exchange, I would remove it to a cold storage wallet ASAP. Binance operated in all Canadian provinces and territories except for Ontario, which it withdrew from back in March of 2022 after a lengthy disagreement with the province's regulators. Go figure. And all is not a loss for Canadian crypto files. However, Kraken filed a new pre-registration undertaking in March and stated its commitment to staying in Canada. The CSA listed 11 platforms authorized to do business with Canadians. So there you have it. How do you feel this is likely to impact uh, Binance uh, which is the largest crypto exchange in the world and uh, investors as well in Canada, especially. Let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. And now let's break down the latest of what's happening with Do Kwan as he was more recently arrested and now he's on house arrest uh, at his house and he got bail for $435,000. That's right. Trouble Terra Luna founder Do Kwan is being placed under house arrest in Montenegro after posting bail. According to a new document released by their authorities, Do Kwan and Han Cheng Jun, Terra's former chief financial officer had paid $435,000 each to post bail, but will be forced to stay under house arrest until the end of the criminal proceedings. Quoting them here, the court accepted the offered bail of 400,000 in euros each for the defendants and ordered that they be released upon payment of this amount. And according to the defendants, a surveillance measure was also determined, a ban on leaving the apartment, which will also be carried out by the police. The duo also promised that if their bail was set, they wouldn't hide, they wouldn't, or they would regularly respond to the court summons and would always be available at the address they're staying at. However, prosecutors representatives said that this may not be enough to make the defendants stay in the Balkan nation to face their charges of forgery. Quoting them here, the representative of the prosecution objected to the aforementioned proposal, pointing out that the offered amount does not guarantee the presence of the defendants and that the defendants have no interest in staying in the territory of Montenegro. And Quan was initially arrested back then in March after attempting to board a flight in the United Arab Emirates with a Costa Rican passport that was allegedly forged 
meaning counterfeit. And earlier in the month, South Korean authorities were seeking to extradite Kwon to face charges of fraud and market manipulation in the native country. He, he, he's wanted for allegedly defrauding investors and using trading bots to manipulate the market in association with the multi-billion dollar downfall, the Terra ecosystem, which was an algorithmic stablecoin, Terra USD, and its native asset, Luna, collapsed last year. How do you think this will likely fare out for Do Kwon, the Terra, uh, co-founder. Let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. So right now we have Scam Bankman Freed, founder of FTX and Oquan, both on house arrest, but neither of them in jail, even though the sum combined total, I don't know, just FTX alone was like over $10 billion in fraud. Doquan and Terra, I mean, at one point, that was a massive market cap. So we're talking about millions upon millions of investors were negatively infected as a result, which is obviously not a good look. But nonetheless, fam, now for a warning coming from the Federal Reserve themselves about 700 banks. That's right. You got to see it to believe it. Newly released data from the Fed shows more than 700 American banks are facing significant safety and soundness risks due to the massive unrealized losses on their balance sheets, ultimately meaning only keeping the bank what you're affording to lose. And according to the Fed, more than 700 banks have self-reported unrealized losses that exceed 50% of their capital. The report, which was recently released by the Fed's website, includes self-reported data compiled in February, saying banks have been taking steps to try to avoid further losses for months. Not looking good for the regionals right now. Those steps include changing the accounting treatment of their securities, hedging interest rate risks, and retaining more tangible capital. The Fed points to its own interest rate rises as the catalyst for the losses. Quoting them here, banks with large unrealized losses face significant safety and soundness risks. Securities have traditionally been used for liquidity purposes, and today the level of unrealized losses are causing some banks to face tough choices. The rising interest rate environment is increasing financial risk for many banks. We are concerned with banks that have investment portfolios with large unrealized loss positions. And as rates rise, investment portfolios, which have traditionally been a source of liquidity, will be further limited. And higher than anticipated deposit outflows and limited available contingency funding may cause the banks to make difficult choices, including reliance on the higher cost wholesale funding or curtailing lending. So there you have it. And the Fed says its analysis is based on data that was compiled by the third quarter of 2022. So as we all know, things are not looking good. What major bank is most likely next to bite the dust? You let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. And now for a analysis from a veteran trader, Tone Vase, who is very optimistic about Bitcoin. And then we'll dive into William Clemente, the on-chain analyst, and his $180,000 Bitcoin price prediction. And then we'll save the best for last and dive into some live uh, Q&A. And welcome to each and every one of you tuning us here on Saturday Stack and Stats Day, episode 1280. Let's freaking go, shall we? So here we go. Shout out to Tone Vase. He says he remains bullish on Bitcoin amid the downturn in the market. Tells his 100,000 YouTube subs that the chances of Bitcoin surging by over 30% from the current levels are higher than the probability of Bitcoin plunging to around 22,000. And according to Vase, his bullish thesis is informed by the fact that the Bitcoin happening is now less than a year away. In fact, it's roughly 11 months away. Quoting him here, I become more confident in these support areas after you know a 10%, 20%. 
pullback. I become more confident because there's less time to go to the having the probability of a random swing to the upside where we go straight to 34,000 is way higher than a random crash to the downside where we're hitting 22,000. Like we're sitting here at 27,000. So to get to 34,000, that's 7,000 to go down 5,000. I think plus 7,000 is a lot more likely than down 5,000 from here. I just think the downside is very limited very limited. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the veteran analyst. And he also says his bullish thesis will remain intact even if Bitcoin undergoes further corrections. Quitting him again. I am as bullish over here, or I'm as bullish over here at 25,000 as I was over here at 20,000 when we pull back. There's really no difference between a pullback to 25,000 versus a pullback to 20,000. In fact, the pullback to 25,000 is probably a little bit more secure because it's not going to probably happen tomorrow, but it'll still happen in mid-May. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analyst. And to watch this video he did entitled The Pullback Continues, check the show notes below the video in the description. And now let's dive into our final breaking story of the day and discuss William Clemente. He is a young prodigy in the Bitcoin space. Uh, I remember back when he had only 5,000 followers on Twitter and not many people knew who he was. And then he partnered up with Anthony Pompliano after getting some clout from Preston Pish and they launched some on-chain, you know, analysis that he commonly shares on Pompliano's show. And now the dude has blown up. He's only 21 years old, has over 600,000 followers, and one of the most popular people and influencers in the space, and a very good, thorough on-chain analyst, which I look up to and respect because age is not more than a number at the end of the day. Don't matter if you're 75 or 25 or 15, and that's what makes Bitcoin so universally adopted, if you know what I mean. It is what it is. We're all in that same mission. So much respect. But nonetheless, let's break down his prediction. And I want to actually start with his tweet. He shared this tweet back on July 17th of 2022. Even if you thought Bitcoin can go to 10,000 from the current prices, and I think the Bitcoin price at that time was roughly 20,000, just FYI. So he says with a 2025 target of 180,000 per Bitcoin, you're looking at a one to nine risk reward ratio with 50% potential downside, but a 900% upside. You do the math, fam. He says, invest 1% of your portfolio. You're risking a half a percent with a 9% upside to your overall holdings. A no-brainer. I agree 100% with uh, Will and Clemente. Bitcoin obviously has way more upside potential than the downside. And now in this story, I'm actually going to scroll all the way down and we're going to just discuss specifically predictions. We all know that Clemente blew up as an on-chain analyst. And I know many of you probably already following him, whether it's through Pompliano's podcast podcast or whether it's through, you know, crypto Twitter, etc. Uh, so yeah, let's scroll all the way down to the predictions. I know this is a big one. So Clemente isn't one to get easy likes with big price predictions, but anticipates the price of Bitcoin could reach six figures sometime between the fourth quarter of 2024 and the first quarter of 2025. Now, I personally want to stop right there and just discuss this just for a bit. I also agree that we're most likely, in my personal perspective, to hit a six-figure Bitcoin price, which means $100,000 and above sometime between 2024 and 2025, we all know the happening is now less than 11 months out. And we know with that, that's a very bullish time for crypto. And typically, it's the year proceeding they have in. So more realistically, in 2025, we reach the peak of the cycle. That's where I'm predicting two, $300,000 plus Bitcoin price. I think we're likely to hit that six-figure price in 
2024 sometime, but you let me know your thoughts in the comments below and at the end of the show here in a little bit. We're going to read all of those comments out loud, giving everyone an opportunity to have you know their opinions heard and so forth. And so according to Clemente, the market has bottomed on a multi-year view. Clemente also believes that the majority of those who are buying Bitcoin at the lower prices are in it for the long haul. That's right. We know that. He says, quoting him here, people buying down there aren't looking to sell at a double. They're looking to hold at a multi-year. And this meme is hilarious. It's the year 21, 2022. Bitcoin trading at $40,000. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to see major price appreciation over the next two years, he says. And he also says it's important to consider that countries will begin to make steps towards moving off the dollar system reliance, which we all know as a fact right now, especially with BRICS and all the nations aligned for de-dollarization. So quoting him again, if that's true in my view, it gives a high probability that they may take at least a small position or conduct a small portion of trade in Bitcoin, given it's the purest decentralized bearer asset on earth. Facts. And he also says most market participants, based on their expectations, Bitcoin adoption on the future outlook of the global macroeconomic landscape. But I think people underestimate the geopolitical significance of Bitcoin. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the crypto analyst. I personally think he makes a great point. I think there is nothing else like Bitcoin. It's the first money ever introduced to the human uh, human beings that has a scarce, finite, limited supply. We all know that number to be 21 million. We all know Satoshi's wallet holds several of those million Bitcoin, which may never be moved again. We don't know if Satoshi has ascended to a higher place, you know? So also you got to keep in mind all the lost Bitcoin, lost and gone forever. So calculations say probably going to be 15 to 16 million Bitcoin ever in circulation, considering all the stagnant Bitcoin, which will probably never move from wallets. So it'll be interesting, which just makes Bitcoin that much more scarce. There's no other form of money that has scarcity built in. And that's the power of Bitcoin. It's uncorruptible or incorruptible, whatever the word is. It's decentralized, it's permissionless, it's borderless, and it has all the traits of gold without all the, you know, negative consequences of holding gold. Like try to travel through an airport with, you know, a bar of gold, obviously it'll be confiscated and you'll probably get arrested because they'll probably think you stole it. You know what I mean? And you'll probably be guilty until proven innocent, which is, seems how it is in the system nowadays. Whereas with Bitcoin, you can just remember your 24 word key phrase in your brain. And you can walk through security and never have to worry about anyone stealing or confiscating your Bitcoin. That's part of the reason it's so valuable. And as I mentioned, incorruptible, that's a big deal. Politicians can't change it. They can't add a zero to the supply like they do with the fiat. You know, money printer continue to go. They can print as much as they want, devaluing the dollar, which ultimately is like another form of taxation through hyperinflation. And it's not a good look. So Bitcoin solves the biggest problems in the world. And that's having sound money. You know what I mean? Incorruptible money, uh, you know, permissionless money that anyone can use. And it's just in a whole league of its own. Hence, one of the many reasons I am so bullish on the King Crypto. But hey, that's just me. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.